0: Here they come in and meet man. Y'all to see me eat now. Here they the the meat, man. Y'all to see me eat now. I got jaws like a bear, trap, teeth like a razor. I made a tack tongue with a sensitive taster. i was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener. Showing the hell that like a lot meat on the meat, man. Y'all to see me eat
1: now.
2: Well, I'm here with Clay Cowgill. Everyone else, check it out. <laughs> uh, I'm the brave one. You're, you're the bravest. Yeah. You got to speak up, though. Okay, there's, I will. There's a lot of music and planes going over us. This isn't really the best podcast environment. No. Uh, but HOU BBQ is turning out to be a dance of delicious bites and cold oh, yeah. beers. What was your favorite so far? I mean, I just, every time I ate that beef rib at Louie Miller, it just yeah. it's like the first time again. Or fried chicken at Killins. Did they, did they have fried chicken? Yeah, I, I didn't get no, to try Killins. he's got Killin's. fried
3: chicken, he's got tri-tip, that's... Probably some of the best tri-tip I've ever had. Really? Uh, had Am I, I might have to sneak over there, then. Yeah. I didn't have anything that was
2: bad. Was Arash is making some crazy
3: braised meats. That's what I want to eat next. Well, let's go I mean, over there. Yeah, let's go really eat the taco. Whatever I think of this, it's terrible. Oh, shit. Hey, look at, hey, look at look what we got here. Wow, look at
2: that. I'm here with JQ. Joseph. Somebody got it
4: right. That's crazy. I'm not Eddie O's today. <laughs> and
2: and Will Buckman with the coolest truck. Pitmaster Buckman's uh, Cummins Ranger?
5: Uh yeah, it's a Ranger. That's a yeah. It's a Ranger with a Cummins swap. It's it, it's a pretty rare find. Definitely jacked is. up on some tires? Yes sir, 35s right now. And Soon a, to be 40s. And
2: a big ass brisket
5: trap on the front? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah,
6: you got the best, best. Uh, you got oh yeah, license plate. License plate. In the game license plate? For sure. You got the plate. For sure. It worked out. Everything. I got lucky.
5: I got in at the right time. Textot shined on me that day.
6: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get Tex Mex Barbecue. It was gone. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's gone. Who, who owns it? I, I don't know, but I'm gonna jack them up. I know somebody. We can <laughs> track them down. That's right. It's probably. It's probably. As soon as you did the
2: search, they just now they just take it and try to sell it back to you. Yeah. You gotta be careful. You do. Can't even tell people you're interested in something anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what were we all serving today at uh, uh, Corkscrew
5: VIP? We did a pastrami beef tongue. Uh, it was a play on on basically a Reuben sandwich, breadcrumbs, and and uh, general admission is pork belly with nice. uh, with the Thai slaw. And so it's
6: wicked. It's you really good. you
5: you guys are,
2: you know, there's just more and more reviews coming in, more and more people coming to your place. What's it like to kind of? take over your fucking part of texas you know be, be the kings I,
5: I don't know my head's down i'm too busy to even notice i mean we're just trying to keep up uh but blessed for sure for sure and no, your no, staff no.
2: is so fun i mean they all they remember me from you know i haven't been there a bunch of times but yeah. they all say hi and they're all Who excited forgets
5: yanni? has anybody ever forgot yanni does that happen <laughs> not really
2: is that a
4: thing no, i
5: don't
2: think so. because i, cause I stick is, a either. camera in their face like, oh, there's that guy. i better avoid him <laughs> How do you keep uh, how do you keep the morale good? I mean, all these places, everyone's so happy to be working right now on a Sunday.
5: I, you know what? These, I just I'm, I scored big with these guys. They're just happy to be here. They're happy to be uh, employed, uh, and we just all have a good time. We know we've got a job to do, but we know that uh, life is about happiness as well. So that's that's our thing.
6: And the food the food helps having delicious, awesome
5: food. It helps being popular helps a little bit, I guess. You know. I mean,
6: I say it all the time, man. Y'all have the best crew in the game, just overall. It's Y'all got such a fun crew, and man. they all know they got a job to do. It's You can see that they're all focused, but at the same time, man, they have so much fun. Absolutely. And, it, and it's probably just y'all's
2: philosophy that just takes over, you know. Well, And, and they'll refill your drinks. They'll wrap up your to-go. Like, you can, you can just sit down, and besides ordering, you, you don't have to get up again. Every time, yeah.
6: yeah.
5: Well, hopefully you've, you've eaten enough food where it's hard to get up. So that's, <laughs> that's what they're there for, you know, to assist you. Are you guys trying anything new? Are you keeping it all pretty standard out there? Everything, everything at Corkscrew right now is going to be pretty standard. Yeah, I think we've uh, we've we found something that works, and we're going to continue doing what we do. Uh, there there might be some other things in the in the works later on, but it won't involve Corkscrew. Nice. Okay. Name broke. Don't fix hey, it. That's yeah. right.
2: Dropping dropping clues. Maybe. How's Nicole doing? I haven't even had a chance to say hi to her. Uh, she's ornery
5: as ever and and beautiful as <laughs> ever at the beautiful same time. Well. Beautiful yeah. Looking good in her aviators. Yeah, no doubt. I
2: saw her dancing for cameras, talking to people. <laughs> I saw her hamming it up. I'd love to see it.
5: Absolutely. I might uh, I might go grab her next, actually. You might need to. She would love that. All right. Yeah, come Let's on do it. it. <laughs> Here
7: you go. Like Hi. Hi. Very oh, God. Am I on it?
5: You're on. Hey. You
7: can oh. I use the F word? No, not a good yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can use every word.
8: Get
7: in there, JR.
2: Well, I got to come, come out of the sunlight with, with you. So keep them, yeah, like that.
7: Okay. Yes, I remember from the podcast.
2: Okay. She's got a good memory. I'm with here. I'm here with Jr. He's got a radio, so <laughs> he's doing a lot of important things. Stop to hang out with uh, Cole Buckman, Queen of
7: Queen, HBIC, the,
2: the one, the one in charge of uh, <laughs> this fun crew. You, you guys are having a great time today. Always. I saw you Always. dancing and waving at cameras. <laughs> Oh okay, is your picture God. taken a lot today. Is she oh already
4: dancing. Yeah, yeah it's it's always o'clock. dancing.
7: <laughs> Lord. always waving the cameras, always dancing.
2: Well, so uh, you know, what's the experience been? Have you guys, uh, everyone, enjoying your food? Are you happy with, uh, with everything? What's is out?
7: absolutely everything's been fantastic. We've had awesome feedback, and I'm happy. Well, I mean, Nicole I, and I were
4: just reminiscing that yeah, we remember like the first year, like the a small small crew, crew, right. And, and that was fun. We missed it. Yeah. I mean, it was...
7: We love this. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Exactly. The, the big crew is great. But, you know, we have uh, memories of when we were... It was just very small. And very go- small media. And, and it was wonderful. But it's it's so crazy to see how much it's grown.
4: Yeah. I mean, Houston barbecue is super popular Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And uh, the crazy thing is we've got a lot of fans. Like, you've got a lot of fans from... Overseas and, and yeah. now they're all coming here and yeah. it's pretty cool. I'm I mean, shipping I, out some
7: shirts to the Netherlands tomorrow. That's so awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> do you have to do that
2: manually. Like you can't you can't have your service do it. Or do no, you ship out all the shirts?
7: I I ship out everything. Really? I pretty much do everything.
2: <laughs> you know, there's like services for that.
7: I know. I I I take. It's real hard for me to relinquish a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Just put it on Will. Hi. No, Will do I'm shit. not putting anything else on him. <laughs> Holy crap! I want to stay married. <laughs>
2: So, what you all put out today?
7: We did a Thai pork belly with a peanut slaw, and we did a pastrami beef tongue with—it's a, a Reuben style. Ixnay the bread—we did a gotcha. bread crumb instead.
2: Hey, it's good. All those gluten-free people—they don't
4: want yeah, too much bread.
7: You don't have to get the bread. That tongue
4: was. Unbelievable. It was by good. Heart. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it had a lot of flavor. It wasn't dry. No. The smoke was perfect on it. It wasn't chewy. Nope. It was and it wasn't moist. Super salty no, either. Was which great. I can't stand when people do uh, pastrami. I mean, the flavor was on point. I Thank mean, you. you guys are always bringing it when you do these festivals. I mean, I remember when you did the stuffed pork loin. Yeah, with food and stuffed boudin. pork loin. Oh, yeah, my God, one of my yeah. favorite shots yeah. of that one festival is that. That damn it, that was good. Y'all need to do we it try. again.
7: We do. I agree. We've got a lot of requests actually just to come buy those. <laughs> and uh we they're difficult. They're not easy. And nope. it's not we don't we don't do the rollout style where you roll it back up. we Will actually make a pocket in the pork and stuffs it so it's legit looks like the loin is just one piece and somehow boudin got inside there. <laughs> and lastly,
4: lastly, we need to get a petition going so we can get you guys to do that pork belly that y'all did at St. Arnold's oh, for yeah. super beef. Yeah. Sweet Jesus was I know. that good. I know, Another one, I got a great picture of you guys kissing each other. Oh Not you and the pork belly, you and Will. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just celebrated our 22nd year. Amazing. In March. Yeah. Congratulations. I think I'm going to keep them around.
2: So uh, you guys keep a list of all these recipes? Uh,
7: We do. We actually have handwritten lists, and they're on the refrigerator at the restaurant and uh, of everything, everything we have. And all the guys, they're always like, if anybody can get their hands on these.
4: And social security codes too, right? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah.
7: Yeah, So if anybody wants to come get those, that's where they are. Fridge number one.
8: (laughs) They're
6: not locked in a closet
2: or a (laughs) safe? No.
7: I actually have a book that I found the other day and it has all the original recipes that I've tweaked over the years. And I was like, Holy crap, when I was reading through all those. And they're from the very first year when we started, nine years ago. All you need some
2: pictures, you got a cookbook. Oh,
7: Yeah, I need to do that. When we retire, I'm writing a cookbook (laughs) and a memoir. (laughs) The memoir of holy hell.
4: Yeah. Of the brisket license plate. So what's (laughs) next for Corkscrew? Are Uh, y'all going to go with, like, United? Are y'all going to start serving food on United or American? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. What's going on? I mean, Uh, you guys are always up to big things.
7: We don't really... Like have plans, we just kind of go with like our gut and God. Like, well,
2: you guys keep it consistent most of the time. We try. Do you guys do any specials really at the restaurant?
7: Uh, every now and then during the winter, we'll do soups and stews and stuff. But no, we want to give a real. We just want to give the best option of good Texas barbecue of our version of Texas barbecue. We don't, You know, everybody's got their own version, but we have our own, and I think it's. It's corkscrew.
2: There's so many uh, kinds of barbecue. There's so many places, but you guys seem to keep not only the morale high, but the quality high. Yeah. Is that just a, a daily thing? Do you feel like it got a little easier after years? Or Absolutely. Like kind of watching everything?
7: We we watch everything. That's why we don't leave the restaurant. You know, we still cut meat. We still are with our guys. Uh, our guys are huge to us. They're, they're just the best crew we could ask for, but I think it's important because we're there with them and they know like how much we care so it makes them care and 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 they love corkscrew and i, I have we a love lot them. of respect
4: for you guys because of that you know like when i walk in i see both you and your husband on the blocks that's awesome yeah but i think the the thing that tops it off because we talk about this a lot because we really love our kids i mean we're I mean, there's some parents that they love their kids, but we're just a little bit over the yeah, top. Yeah, a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but you close on Sundays. Yeah, that's and, our family day. And a lot of people are like, dude, you make so much money. They say that all like, the nope, time. Nope, nope,
7: Our family is, the, I, I don't get that back. I can make all the money in the world, but I don't get my kids back.
8: Uh, uh, yeah.
7: I just don't. And family day is Sunday, and it, it always has been since they were born, we've always done family day. And now they're 12 and 13, and it is still instilled in them and I, I can't get back what if i give it up for money and it's just money's just not important enough and for your me. daughter
4: is going to drop an album pretty soon right she is she's <laughs>
7: phenomenal she just recorded her first original she's done a couple other recordings but she just did her first original and it is phenomenal i love like so it. so get ready for that
2: is she, is she on youtube is she on spotify it, it
7: will be there She's on YouTube for her first song, Abby Buckman. She's under Abby Buckman. Cool. But she uh, she's a damn good singer, as you know.
8: I Guitar see player. Your
7: she's she did uh, uh, a full video. Really. And uh, yeah, I will post it on our Instagram at Corkscrew Barbecue at Corkscrew BBQ. You get that right. And uh, it's phenomenal.
2: Are you gonna have? Is she gonna be like the resident? Musician Thursday nights or something? Absolutely, we're
7: getting there. We're getting there. She's uh, still a little shy, but we're about to do an open mic night over nice. in Old Town Spring, and uh, I'm stoked. She's great. She's got a, a new band, and uh, it's her and another girl and her his her brother, and uh, he plays bass, and she plays guitar, and then Abby does guitar, and they sing, and they're great. They're great. I mean, I know I'm not, I'm not just saying that because she's my kid. She's really freaking good. <laughs>
2: Do you think the family day, do you think giving them that extra free time? I mean, you don't have to, like, it's up to you to take a day off. People always say, like, oh, I, you know, I, I, I have to be open every day. I have to be open. But, like, no one's going to take the time off for you. So, I, you think yeah. that's, that's helped with everything that you do Absolutely,
7: kids? Absolutely. I think uh, our kids appreciate knowing that we take time off from this for them. I think that makes a huge difference. They know they're a priority. It does. They are a priority. You know, Will still picks our kids up from school every day. And that took years to get to, but now that he can, it makes it's huge.
2: Does he pick him up in this
4: huge truck? He does. Really?
7: And my That's daughter awesome. was mortified the first few times. <laughs> I,
4: I'd like to, uh, for the record, this is the longest I've held a piece of pork belly. <laughs> <Without> <laughs> it. Taking a bite of it. I, uh, well, let's go to. here. Okay, thank we'll you. get your live reactions. Tell
2: us how it is, JR. What's on top of it?
7: It is a peanut slaw.
2: He looks happy. He's smiling. Are he's you chewing. a happy man? He's nodding. So you, We like the chewing sounds too. You can give us everything. I Love it. I Love it. He I loves love it. The
7: quiet. I love it. That, that's meaningful. I that, love that's it. That's when you know it's good. It's good barbecue I, when his, they whisper. That was his, his naughty voice. I love it.
4: Mm. <laughs> he's walking away. Oh shit, that's fucking good. Oops, sorry. sorry. It's a podcast. No, you I already swear. asked
7: him, and he said we could say the f word. The cilantro
4: or something in the slaw. And it's, uh, wow, the peanuts. That's Why serve this shit at the restaurant?
7: Speechless.
4: Speechless. I love this. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Thank you. And thank you for creating great barbecue. Thank you. Don't stop, ever. We won't.
2: <laughs> yeah. Game on. Game on. I'm here with Matt from Millscale and Gabe. Cold-hearted barbecue. You got a whole hogging hat on. Yes, How's sir. it going? I represent Houston barbecue peaches. There you go, and you're Matt. You're
0: representing Mill Scale. That's right. You got a few pits out here, huh? Just got one today. Just one? This one. Is that next year we'll have more.
2: Nice. Yeah. Well, you guys are you guys are making pits real fast
0: now, huh? We're trying, man. Every day. So, uh, what 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 inspired you all to make that little 94? I mean, it really comes down to like cooking with our dad and our family at the house, and you know. Wanting to cook something that we can enjoy a meal with our family on, and seeing how we can overbuild that. (laughs) It's a really gorgeous. I mean, all the little welds and the designs. Like, you
2: definitely thought about every corner of it. You can look at it from underneath, and it looks pretty.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for noticing.
2: It's cool. Well, I I checked out Robert's, and I'm guessing the one you made for Robert's extra
4: pretty.
0: Yeah, it's. We we you know we leave them raw. uh, So a lot of the smokers that we make are either left unpainted or or raw steel. So we try to put design features or multiple function on there to have uh, color breaks or, you know, smooth moving parts, uh, uh, you know, structural steel on there, even temperature. Just try to. It's a, it's a journey for us. So you know, the more we, the more we learn, the more we'll put on it. And how many how many pits have you all made like in the last six months? Oh man! Uh, got- ask him a question. I'll do the math. <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't ask me a math question well, though either. Uh- I don't want that either. Gabe you got to uh you got to show girl mama around who is a very popular uh, Instagrammer yep, yeah, and
1: yep. I say she's that's big my, in the scene. Yeah, it's like my Instagram godmother when I was just getting going, uh, she would hit me up. And she actually was really cool. She the first time I ever met her, she messaged me, she was like, Hey someone's stealing your pictures. <laughs> and I was like, first off, I'm flattered that you know my pictures and second off, thank you for telling me that. But ever since
2: then anytime I've had a question, she's always but been an awesome resource. Yeah, she's really good at finding all the people stealing there's a lot of people yeah. just reposting and taking I, people's I pictures how she does
1: it. She works like a million hours a week she puts out a lot of great content and even just hanging out with her this weekend she's all over the place always down to go we went over to snows went over to Brenham. say how to those guys back you know, in was houston i like 30 for, minutes behind you guys i know i know, I know. so but uh yeah yeah so showing her a little bit around texas and Showing her some of the spots that are, are near and dear to us here down here. Hell yeah, some of the spots you, you hit up on the regular. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I can never get to some of those places, I'm in for a good time.
2: Did you all have a favorite bite or anything that, that piqued your interest that you were trying at the fest?
0: Man, my favorite bite was from corkscrew. Yeah. That pastrami beef tongue like sent me into the stratosphere. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, what, the, the spice, the softness, what was it?
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely the texture. I mean, it was so tender. Uh, there was like some mustard seed on the... Nice. Uh, yeah, it was just, it had the perfect amount of acid, the perfect amount of fat, and uh, it was just like, just really buttery. And it, it was actually more uh, rich than I expected. And I don't know what I was thinking, but it was the perfect couple bites. Nice. That's great.
1: I think my, my perfect bite was uh, I was standing next to Patrick Fugis, and he was telling me about his cook, and we were talking about Houston barbecue, and he was just like handing me chicharrones and cracklins every few minutes. And so I think just eating that was like probably what made it all the better.
2: Well, and it helps when you guys, when you can kind of float around in the back and just steal bites, right? I think
0: that's what, I think that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why we're in this business. <laughs> it's really, you're, you're all just doing something in barbecue to have VIP access to other barbecue. <laughs> right. I just want whatever falls out off the pit, you know.
2: <laughs> and uh, at Snows, they call them the pit gems. Yeah. And they're going through, before they clean, they get all the little chunks of fat and skin. Yeah. and Stuff that's, that's got that good fried cook on it. That's the
1: perfect.
0: Dream bite. job right there. Yeah.
1: What about you? What was your perfect bite? What was do out here?
2: Uh, I mean, every time I, I eat uh, Wayne Miller's, you know, Louis Miller's ribs, it's just incredible. But yeah. all the tacos right behind us. Yeah. Arash uh, killed it as usual. Arash, yeah. Uh, he's cooking like three kinds of beef in this like, it looks like a, a crawfish pot, mm-hmm. but he's got it in there in fat and all that. I
6: want to know, you know where's the goddamn banana pudding. That's <laughs> oh. what I'm looking for. Oh, where's gosh. That?
1: Spring Creek J- had some good banana pudding.
2: JQ is looking for banana pudding. On. Right, no one made it?
6: I, I thought Spring Creek did. It looks like they're all done. They're Spring all gone.
1: Creek, I had some. You, you let great. me down, Spring Creek. I'm telling you that <laughs> right, right now. Tin Roof had some amazing cake. It was like a, it was like a Texas brownie buttercup. Something or another. We're amazing. we're gonna
2: have to drive somewhere and get dessert, I guess, for you.
1: I think so, if Truth is still open, go grab some
6: cake. Yeah. Get a two-pound slice of cake. <laughs> oh my uh, god. We went there yesterday, Truth. Yeah. Yeah, we went to Truth yesterday, and my God, Houston hasn't dropped off any bit. I mean, it's so good. It's so good. And it, and the line isn't bad either. It moves pretty quick. But, yeah. God, it's like a five-pound slice of cake. Every piece of cake you get is so huge. Well, now so they got the Thrust Leches cake out there, too. Yeah, we had the uh, the coconut. It was pretty good. Was but they also have banana pudding now. And as you yeah. can see, I'm a fan of banana pudding. <laughs> and I'll just say that it's some of the best banana pudding I've ever had in my life.
2: Yeah. So,
6: so, Matt, have you been
2: able to, to tour around the Houston scene that's kind of blowing up? Or are you getting... Uh, people ordering pits from you around here?
0: I'm trying. I mean, we, we don't get out of the shop too much. So it's cool when I get to sneak away. I almost didn't make it today. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I try to. I mean, it's just, we're just happy to be along for this crazy ride. I mean, it's anytime we come out here, it's like humbling and exciting. The community is so badass and you just see what everybody's cooking on. And uh, yeah, it's like uh, I learn something every time. You know, make new friends, learn something new, bring it back with me, apply it.
2: What do y'all think is. You think it's just the popularity of barbecue that's driving Houston? Because Houston's changed substantially in the last few years. It's
6: not. It's not just the. I don't know if it's. It, I think it's that it came at a perfect time when when I think the world in general is starting to see what a melting pot Houston is, and like you see all this culture just happening, and like at at, at the forefront of it, you have pitmasters that are wanting to try different things that are that are tired of not tired, but that's a bad word. But say you're just ready to try something new. And, and so a lot of the chefs in town, it's a big family. It's not, it, it, it transcends barbecue and it's just the food culture. So you're seeing a lot of different places that are wanting to do different things. You're seeing top places that are involving barbecue on their menu, not necessarily barbecue involving something off. It's like going both ways. You know, you might be in town and have brisket pho somewhere or, or, or barbacoa egg rolls and Katy or something like it's, it's, it's I think it's all just because it's it's happening together at the right time you know and, and it's really just this is what what all these years behind the scene Houston has been doing it's really culminating right now and I think that's what you're seeing
2: nice well uh, wasn't Houston just named the most diverse city in the country
6: Goddamn I believe right. I be by the time they got it right yeah like, <laughs> what is New York man I, I don't want to hear that
1: <laughs> yeah there's just about every. from New York yeah it? okay upstate <laughs> I, but, I I would say maybe like the visibility of barbecue nowadays cuz I think that like when you meet everybody out here they can all share their story of like what it was like in the backyard watching their parents cook their grandparents cook and it's like when you find out like yeah other people can relate other people can do it and I can do it my way too like you just get more support in the community and more people telling you to go for it and it people,
6: is, are gonna, people are going to try it, it their is shot really Houston is I don't know what it's done I don't know why but it's it's real close down here I think that you know just even versus some of the other cities in Texas the, the attitude in Houston is, is very family-centric. You know, like, we all succeed together, kind of, yeah. you know, and I, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it, yeah. you know?
1: Well, I think overall it's just great for Texas because, you know, you know, Austin did so well for a while. They're still killing it. Houston's yeah. blown up. Dallas, we were just talking about. Dallas, Dallas is, is, about is on a big it. explosion. Dallas is about to blow up, So it's only going to be good for Texas in the next couple of years to have all these San places Antonio so I think San Antonio needs to come
6: on with it. Yeah. I think San Antonio needs to come on with it. Yeah, man. He said who was already
1: planting the flag, now he's gotta get more people rallying around it.
6: Oh, San Antonio? Yeah, a new place just opened down there. I I can't remember the name of it, but I'm kinda of sad that, that the King's Highway place didn't didn't pan out, you know? Like and I'm like that I heard that that brisket where it was like a guisada grilled cheese they had or something like that. That guy, that oh, okay. but he's up cooking somewhere else, I think, that cat. Hmm. But man, it's a shame, you know, like there's a lot of real estate in San Antonio. I think that a lot more places need to consider. I mean, Grant's headed there. Grant's headed there, so the market, the market for a twenty-dollar a pound brisket is about to be there. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. coming.
2: Well, and you, you guys all kind of get to be a part of you know all this growth. You all have your own ways to be in barbecue, and it's cool to see how there's not really like, oh well, that guy does this or that. No one cares. Like. If you just, like, I, I don't even cook that much barbecue. I just talk about it. But
0: you're, like, you're on the right side of the business, by yeah. the way. <laughs>
2: yeah, but my side doesn't make as much money. <laughs> so I, I've been funding this whole thing for a while, but we'll see. We're, we're getting, we're selling some merch this year. We're doing a lot of, we're making some moves, so. And we still got to talk about that, Uh,
6: you know, going out there to Mueller's place and putting on a, a how-to with him, remember? Yeah,
2: for sure. I did uh, I did how to order a beef rib with him. I need to edit it. Yeah. But I just talked about, I, I made a video with him just talking about, like, this is a beef rib. It's big. <laughs> when you come, like, don't expect to get a quarter pound of beef rib. You yeah. have to get a whole one.
1: Step one, go to Louis Miller's.
2: Yeah. Step okay. two, enjoy. That's where you start. Well, and you know how? You know why their beef rib is so big? Why is that? Because they do the three bone, oh, okay, yeah. but they take the middle the bone out. out. Yeah. So you're just getting, you're getting one and
1: a
6: half beef ribs every time you, which is great because you usually have to pay for that bone. And it's, and it's really great, you know, when you tell them you're coming in town, and he's and he's trying to impress you, so he parks one of those in the middle of a platter along with like 45 pounds of meat, uh. and he's like, "Dig in!" <laughs> like, oh god, I got to eat all this. Stuff, yeah. You need two
2: people to carry the platter.
6: Yeah. Well, hopefully somebody walks in at the right time, you know, right. and helps to devour it all. Well, so you know,
2: I, I see you, you're on crutches right now, JQ. Yeah. Um, right. you, you hurt your knee. What happened?
6: I I went to the Kumite and I failed miserably. Crazy. No, no, it's actually a accident on a trampoline. You know, okay. So, um, still still if, sounds. Like if you have story. young kids out there and you're considering maybe taking them to those trampoline worlds, don't do it. Just, <laughs> just stay away. Just you know, it's not worth it. Uh um, behind you. But that's okay because it's we still got a really, really, really good year ahead of us. Um, we got some things that that we're going to be a part of that. It's going to really help us grow as as a you know as a concept and there's a lot of really great buzz around Tex-Mex barbecue in Houston right now and and you're going to see that coming up you know and you know we're going to be we'll probably be doing woodlands this year nice. and moving you know trying to do some more stuff I'm gonna track down some of that green sauce you know that green sauce is <clears throat> it's pretty good man and it's, it's really making a name for itself. so thing I don't like hearing the most is the the beef cheek thing when people are like, "It's as good as the Le- Evan Leroy is," and I'm like, "You're gonna get <laughs> me in trouble, dude!" Like, shut the heck up, man! I, it's, hey, it's not.
1: Hey, Evan, <laughs> hey, it's not.
6: Everybody's doing somebody.
1: Yeah.
6: No. And and, and that somebody before that is doing somebody else. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you know you should just spread your wings, do yeah. do what you want to do, you know, and, and I mean as long as you're not just biting a guy for the sake of biting a guy, you know, yeah. like there's so much things that you can do to still be creative and still and still show your passion you know
2: well but don't you think it's i think that everyone outside of barbecue wants to say that's a copy that's a and everyone within is like oh cool he's like we're doing the same thing yeah yeah Yeah. i think that there's a there's a
0: special community here that is supportive you know i think it's it comes it starts with the love of watching a fire and then it it ends in all in where we're at now where it's like you could be eating beef tongue Some crazy sausage, uh, you know, open fire stuff, or a a traditional beef rib. We're all here, we're all partying, and everybody's having fun, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, we're all celebrating the the hard
0: work we do all year. Yeah. What's hard work. uh, What are you guys cooking much on your pits out there, or...? We try, you know, the last uh, six weeks have, has been just like insane for us. Uh, so we were doing cookouts at least, you know, once a week and, and inviting buddies to come and started off as, uh, you know, really practice, you know, prototyping our whatever we were working on, making sure that we were happy with it. And also just like we stare, we think about, you know, these units all day, every day. And so to get some of the reward to, you know, put a fire in it, cook something on it, enjoy it, see it th- to the end of the process. But, excuse me, but you know we've been so busy that we've just been living in the shop. Uh, so we're gonna get back to it.
2: Yeah, let me know because I, I still want to come down and cook for y'all while you're y'all working. Yeah, anytime. You can do an man. episode. I'll bring a bunch of meat, and it'll be it'll be cool. chill. Maybe
0: uh, this summer.
2: Yeah, I was yeah. talking to Joe was in Lockhart, or Joey was in Lockhart, uh, that the good old boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was a great guy, man. Yeah, we were, uh, his buddy Sean got like a little 100-gallon. Yeah. That we're, I was helping him kind of run. It was, it was a little goofy, but okay. we got it going. It started raining, and we had to keep the fire up. It's okay, all wet wood. Okay, I know wood. what day that was, yeah. <laughs> so I've been hanging out in Lockhart, too. So. Come on by, man. Yeah, we got to do it. Yeah, right. uh, any any words to the enthusiasts out there? There's a lot of people getting into barbecue. You know, what do you say to the people that are just uh, either cooking at home or in a, in a giant pit room right now just hanging out?
1: Keep doing it. Keep enjoying it. If you can help someone else, help them out too.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's all about learning from mistakes and, you know, not being not being afraid to fail. And keeping your composure and, you know, being okay with it, accepting it. Yeah. If, if it doesn't, you build a pit for the first time and it sucks, build it again. Yeah. You know, don't stop.
2: That's the cool thing about
0: metal.
6: You can just keep welding it and changing it. <laughs> yeah, and just keep going. I would say that, you know, don't don't box yourself in. Don't think that because some guy does it this way, that's the way that you need to do it. Yeah. Always find out what works for you. Figure it out. You know, there's there's a thousand ways to do it and just just stay open-minded, you know? That's it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot
2: of people that are trying to compare everybody while the rest of us are all enjoying everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, you
6: don't know. don't worry about comparing yourself. Yeah. You, you you see it all the time, guys. Don't don't think you need to put down an Aaron Franklin brisket every time that you cook a brisket, man, that's not what it's about. Figure it out yourself. Figure it out what works for you, which, which you which you enjoy, you know? You might stand in that line for three hours and think, find out that you don't even like it. You never know. So just just go with works for, with you, you know? We can always give credit to the people who kind of help barbecue blow up,
2: but it's nice to see people kind of changing the direction, cooking on different woods, cooking on different pits, rather than just trying to copy, you know, the two guys that were popular in two thousand nine. Yeah.
6: yeah. I mean those guys made it happen for everybody. Those we wouldn't be here right now doing this if it wasn't for them.
2: You know, and But it's it's evolved and it's changed it's and so it's become more. so much more since then. So it makes me really happy that y'all are part of the barbecue scene. So thank you. Hey man, thanks for
0: telling the story. Absolutely, man. Appreciate
2: it. <laughs> I'm gonna keep telling stories. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next. Alright man, appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Hey. Houston Barbecue, H-O-U-B-B-Q. I'm here with Peggy Saunders, one of the most popular photographers in barbecue. How's it going? Howdy. Blake Stoker from uh, Tennessee. Blake's Barbecue. Yeah. And Brandon from Tejas, the man yeah. with the most views on our social media with his uh his chili Reno sausage. Is that right? It is a chili Reno sausage. The award-winning chili Reno sausage. There you go. Very What's up, guys? <laughs> you guys were serving that
8: today, huh? Uh, yes, sir, we are.
2: Yes. Did you try some? No, I did.
8: Uh, every, I did every chance I got.
2: Yeah? What'd when I went,
8: uh, it was awesome as always.
2: <laughs> what, what makes it so good?
8: I think the better question is what would make it not good?
2: Probably probably take a lot.
8: It would. It would It'd be a major screw up. How I... do you
2: make it so good? Uh, a lot of love and the right music. I gotta have the right music on. You just rocking in there while you're making sausage? Absolutely. What, what, what is the music? Uh, mostly a lot of
3: Prince. Nice. <laughs> Keeping it old school. Yeah. He's making it sound easy, but it's kind of hard to get a, a sauce is that that spicy without having it throw it out of balance, but that Rano always is r- right in the wheelhouse, like right down the center.
2: It's the it's jet up. burners that we fire roast the peppers on that brings it out, I think. Mm. Is there anything you guys don't have? You guys make your own chocolate, your, your jet-burning peppers... Uh, you've got your own sausage, like is there anything you guys don't make from scratch? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Tejas chocolate. Keep yeah, it man. real. Well, you got a favorite bite, Blake? You, I came, you came all the way from Tennessee just for this.
8: I ate a lot of barbecue this week. I didn't get around a whole lot today because from 1140 until 245 I was, you know, helping Regals. But, uh, their chili relleno with uh, the carrot souffle, is awesome as always. Um, I thought Russell's pulled pork was really good. Nice. I come from pulled pork, you know, area. The pastrami the beef tongue at uh, Corkscrew. And the pork belly, they sho- they yeah. shoved it down me in the that pork belly. The pastrami beef tongue was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's been, a, that's been
2: a popular one for everybody.
8: Yeah. Uh, Reveille's brisket, I nibbled on all day and it was as good as brisket gets in my opinion. Nice. For sure. Well, they'll be happy to hear that.
3: Thank you. Oh,
8: one one nice thing that Tejas does, too, is they always bring out that chocolate
3: panna cotta and the carrot souffle. It was so much, like, fat and smoke and spice out here. It's nice to have something cut through that and, like, break off the side without getting too sweet. So I like that a lot, and uh, I might have come back five or 11 times. So
8: Awesome, man. I think you can't go wrong with a souffle, period. It's tough to make, but it's delicious. I've tried, and uh, it was good, but it was – Nowhere in the ball, you're in the uh, nowhere in that ball game. Is it uh,
2: is it gonna be on the menu maybe at the, the new restaurant? I know you're this guy's I'll, on a build out right now. I would hope
8: that it, it finds the menu, probably not every day, but you know, a, a Sunday special, special or something desserts. like that. Yep.
2: so Packy, you wanted to talk to Blake. What did you want to ask him?
3: Oh no, it was cool. I, I was happy to see him. I picked him out of the crowd, you know. Thank you. I've only seen this guy on Instagram before, but it's nice to see him out there giving Brotherton and Ray a hand. And is over here, like trying to hug me.
2: Well, I'm just Packy's Uber driver. This motherfucker is making me wait.
8: I'm gonna drive three
2: and a half hours to Austin, but no, I'll wait for you, Packy. I-, I can't wait to drive you around Houston, drop you off. Can't wait. Hey.
3: that's love right there. But anyway, uh, you know, it was good to see Blake out here in person and put a name to the face and, and see him doing his thing, helping Brotherton and Reggles out and, uh, and uh, it's fun. That, that sweat in there. What do, you, what do you guys think about the the barbecue family just
2: getting bigger every year I mean each one of these events gets bigger the amount of people it's well big. I mean
3: I, I think Blake
2: was born yesterday literally <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's like a ride at
1: Magic Mountain or the Disneyland 48 inches to get in and Blake hey, it like took the next me a long wonder.
8: time to get to that threshold where I could even ride the ride so so we, we I barely we made a, it we give him
2: a hard time but he can hold his own looking forward to trying his food out in Tennessee when I go out there pretty soon.
3: For you too. just get a real nice counterweight on that uh that offset so you can actually oh it's
8: a door. you know if I, if I need if i need a mid-morning workout you know I, gotta
2: get I'm those guns get going in.
8: yeah the
2: future george hamilton of barbecue he's not he's gonna be like 80 years old still look the same year
8: <laughs> i haven't grown i have not grown since the seventh grade benjamin so. button barbecue I that. yep well hey, like i said yeah. i barely ever made it over the threshold well, where
9: you can- my name is andrew Kasky. i'm with bad wolf barbecue in north louisiana perfect Hey? Andrew? I just saw your dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said yeah, he said he saw you. Yeah. He had made made a little trip down to uh, Houston. Right, cool. Who were you helping? You were helping somebody, uh, right? Yeah, no, I was uh, I was just coming to, I was just coming to eat here, coming to oh, enjoy okay, this okay. one. I didn't I'm know actually gonna know be helping know? Russell at uh, Red Dirt. That's what he was yeah, saying. That's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. So you were here helping? You're here eating? Yeah, I'm here eating, man. Here to enjoy. What was your what you. was your favorite bite? Dude, I don't know. I, it's too it's too hard to give, give us a couple uh, okay it says
2: into you don't have to get you have to rate one number one or anything just okay was it, was a, it
9: was the first time i got to try the chili sausage from uh tejas so okay. i i would probably that's say yeah that's it man
3: that uh wayne's beef rib beef ribs always a winner yeah fried chicken no, it's not a it's fried chicken was really
2: good yeah
9: dude it's all
2: excellent excellent So, uh, you know, what made you want to come? Was there one thing, or you just wanted to hang out? No, no, just wanted
9: to just wanted to hang out. I actually, uh, we shut the trailer down. I brought my employees. I said, hey, we're gonna go check out some of Houston's uh, barbecue, and uh, we made the trip down. So uh, it's a whole family affair. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did they all have fun? Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. And everything's uh, great. How many people did you bring down? Uh, Two. Yeah, so, yeah. so it was me and the whole crew from the trailer. The so, whole crew. Yeah, it brought them all down. All man. three of them. Yeah, I said, you guys need to go in and experience some of this crap barbecue because, you know, we're the only one doing it over here in North Louisiana mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. So, uh, yeah, I said, you guys really need to come down here and experience what these guys are doing. Great work. Do you think, uh,
2: don't you think that eating the barbecue kind of inspires, oh, I should try, you know, how did they do that? How did they do this? You know, it's probably... Probably got them thinking a little bit. Probably got you thinking too. Oh yeah,
9: absolutely. I get inspiration from these festivals every time that I come around. So
2: what?
9: Uh, what's whirling around in your head now? Um, man, some of the coleslaws that I've tried today were actually really unique uh, and interesting. So uh, maybe we'll start playing around with some of that. Uh, but there's just so many unique bites that everybody does around on these festivals. So a lot of inspiration to be had.
3: John Miller in, in Georgetown does uh, sriracha coleslaw. That's my favorite.
2: Nice, really. Nice. Really good. Cool, yeah. And uh, so, you know, it sounds like you're you're thinking about sides. Uh, are you thinking about, you know, what's next kind of for the trailer? Are you guys trying to expand? Or how, how's the popularity of, of this style of barbecue out there?
9: Um, The, the popularity is catching on. Um, it's, it's a newer thing to do the Texas style craft barbecue in that area. So uh, people are starting to be more receptive to it. Uh, we just uh, entered our, our new location on February 9th. So uh, we're still building our name up in the new town. So Yeah, once we uh, get a little little more established over there, we'll start looking at either second trailers or brick and mortar. Awesome,
2: dude. Well, you know, the the barbecue business seems good for everybody. So I appreciate you kind of spreading the gospel outside the the borders of Texas.
9: Absolutely, man. And I'm grateful to everybody in the industry. Everybody seems uh, super helpful. You know, I can call, text, uh, a lot of these guys over here in Texas, and they just give me a bunch of advice. So uh, it's, it's really great to have that kind of community. Even outside and be able to network with these guys, even when I can't actually go and see them as quite often as I wanted to.
2: Well, don't you think it's interesting because the, you know, TV and Food Network and all these guys—they kind of want to make it look like, uh, they kind of want to make it look like there's. um, Sorry, we had to move for a truck. Got a lot of big trucks rolling around here. Uh, You know, a lot of these, a lot of these TV shows—they want to make it seem like it's a competition. Someone's got to be the best. But when you talk to everybody, everyone's happy to kind of collaborate everyone's happy to share information you know between y'all it's not a competition y'all are just happy to be in the business
9: absolutely i think there's plenty of room at the table for everybody uh and and most people have their unique niche that they do that everybody's going to have a you know a perfect thing or their favorite thing that they go to that place for that can be just as good as somebody else's and it doesn't mean that one's better than the others just uh you know more unique to that customer and what they enjoy and, and
2: it's crazy like there People are changing around their sides. People are making their own sausage now. People are getting selling more dessert than they are barbecue at some of these restaurants. So mm-hmm. there really is not only no ceiling, but there's, there's so many directions that people are branching out in that they didn't even realize until they started cooking and serving.
9: Absolutely, and, and that kind of is a play on our name is Babel Barbecue. We don't have traditions to keep, so uh, we're, we're not a, we're, we don't come from a long line of pit masters or anything, so there's nothing that's off the table. We'll, we'll try it. We're not scared of anything.
2: Well, I think the 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 traditional, you know, slow-cooked brisket, salt and pepper, I think that that's a really amazing thing, but I like to see people kind of branching out from that, you know, taking it in different directions, maybe serving it a little different. Everyone's, at first it was just everyone trying to recreate that kind of, whether it was Aaron Franklin or Louis Miller or, mm-hmm. you know, they everyone wanted to create with this Central Texas thing, but now people are getting a little more, you know, bravery, a little more courage to step out of that you know are you guys doing anything like give us a little sense of your menu
9: um our sense of menu uh we do a lot we do our tacos uh we have your traditional uh the brisket uh we do some garlic parmesan pork belly uh inspired by uh smoke sessions over there chad sessions uh doing great work over there in north texas um so we have loaded stuffed sweet potatoes uh something that's you know not on everybody else's menu um so the tacos that we we Sandwiches are big up there, you know, it's kind of like that East Texas chopped beef totally. uh, area. So people are, haven't quite started getting into uh, ordering by the pound and quarter pound, but we're, we're trying to ease into that. Uh, we're trying to look, incorporate local fresh ingredients uh, from local farmers. We get local eggs for our mother clucker sandwich uh, with a prime brisket and fried egg wow. and green onions. So, uh that's yeah, a, that, yeah. That, that's a serious menu i like it yeah and uh we're, we're taking a lot of a lot of advice from the bodacious guys over there with the gas streaks on the uh, pork belly burn ends how far know. are you from them uh two hours two, two hours, hours so yeah so we're, yeah we're smack dab in the middle of the boot as long as you stay on the interstate you'll hit us nice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well uh uh you
2: probably know i ask everyone you know what's your message to the enthusiasts whether they're someone cooking one brisket in their backyard or someone cooking. 50 in a big pit room right now you know what's your message to people who are into the scene and love barbecue
9: man keep the fire going and and, and I'll say that as far as like the inspiration of uh, how fun it is to try to master that first brisket and uh, you know especially when you get into the commercial side of it you know just keep that spark going and uh, enjoy what you're doing uh, that's what barbecue should be about to me
2: yeah we're uh, we'll keep the fires burning or the the mic's running and uh, I appreciate it man thank you all right thank you <laughs> here with Dr. P. Houston Edgeworks, a.k.a. Penman 80, is that what it is? Penman 88. 88. See, University of Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Penman, now Penman. I get it. Penman. I was just like, it says
10: pens, he makes
2: knives, I don't get it.
10: And I'm from Pennsylvania and I went to Penn. Oh, okay.
2: How'd you end up in uh,
10: Houston, Texas? Uh, they had a job. Well, my first uh, jobs was at the medical examiner office in Galveston. So, ended up here and Haven't regretted it since. Is that what you studied at Penn? No, Penn was undergrad. I went to medical school at Washington University in St. Louis. And then did residency and fellowship in Miami. Great time doing forensics in Miami. You see the craziest stuff. Yeah? Yeah. It's just because it's a wild
2: town. I heard, uh, isn't like money laundering, like the top income producing thing there?
10: Uh, Money laundering, smuggling, everything. It's incredible. (laughs) One time we had, uh, they got a tip from... um, that they're uh, shipping uh, cartel money down to uh, Columbia on packing it and everything. Statuary, water heaters, uh, stereos, and everything like that. And the photographers from the medical examiner office, uh, they're great photographers and videographers, and cops love to be photographed doing their shit. So they bring them along on their raids, and they brought them out there, and they showed them just ripping through water heaters stuffed with five, tens, tens, and $20 bills. It's incredible. They they netted 15 million in one, uh, one, um, one raid.
2: That's bonkers. That's right. Let, let's rotate because the uh, the sun's actually behind
10: us. Make make your job a
2: little easier. Okay, so you did forensics in Miami. Yep. And uh, how did you get? So you came here next.
10: Uh, I was in Alabama for uh, a couple years and then came to uh, came to Houston.
2: And did you have a job when you came here and you just wanted to be in Texas?
10: Uh, No, Uh, my wife at that time wanted to, she had a job offer here and I took a job in Galveston and was there for many years. And now I'm doing uh, part-time work as well as doing, um, open my own uh, forensic uh, practice, consulting and now making knives as well.
2: I was going to say, you're going to have a knife factory here soon enough.
10: I certainly will.
2: (laughs) So, uh, you know... You said you, you got into knives because you were looking for a better blade?
10: Yes. I, you know, I, I started off, I, we started off with the, these Victorinox uh, slicers that everybody uses here um, in the morgue. And I hated them because they were flexible, like a bow saw. So when I got out in practice, I wanted a stiff knife. And so I got a, 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 a Dexter Russell plastic handled uh, cheese knife, cut one handle off, was stiff. And it looked like a Halef. And because actually it's actually used by some shochets for for kosher slaughter, and I realized I'd, I need to be able to become a good sharpener. So I spent 10 years trying to keep that stupid ass thing sharp, and I realized when I started upgrading my kitchen knives from the Shun and Global and whatever that it's the steel that makes a good knife, not just being able to keep it sharp. You can sharpen a credit card that'll cut an onion and a tomato, but you want good steel. So. What steel? What steel do I use most in my life? Oh, my autopsy knives. So I started making better autopsy knives, and then I started making uh, kitchen knives, and that's kind of blossomed.
2: And and don't you think? You know, I I had a friend. I have a friend who makes knives, and uh, when he told me, you know, you have to be good at sharpening them too. I kind of held off buying a nice knife until I learned to sharpen better. So it's like you kind of have to earn the better knife. Huh? right? Well,
10: the answer is yes, because if you're a bad sharpener, you can ruin any knife. Yeah. Okay? Um, if you get to make it... Because steel's not going to last forever. It's going to wear down. The steels that I use, they don't get worn down for long, long, long periods of time. But the, more, the most common knives, like uh, uh, Wusthof, Henkels, uh, Global Schuntz, they need to be sharpened regularly. And if you can't sharpen them, then you've spent a bunch of money on it. And you're like, why is this piece of chunk not sharp anymore? Then you get frustrated. And then you end up banging your knife around or slam or whatever, and then using a dull knife is no good because you end up pushing on the food, crushing your food, and you're gonna end up shoving it through your hand one day because well, you you it's not sharp.
2: It, it's kind of it, it's kind of one of those like you see on all the infomercials where they they open up a drawer of like dull knives that everyone does because no one knows how to sharpen them, and then they sell some crappy product that doesn't really sharpen the knives.
10: They sell some crappy product, which is razor sharp at the moment that they're filming it. Right, exactly. 10 minutes later, after 10 onions, it's dull, crappy product again.
2: Yeah, how bad are those things that kind of, like the V sharpeners that just kind of Horrible,
10: horrible. And nobody should use those V sharpeners. They rip metal off the edge of your knife, they turn it from a nice apex sharp edge into a round, dull piece of garbage until you're just like grinding on it. It's horrible. Don't use those, throw them in the garbage. And, and so, you know, you use stones, you use uh, honers? I use, um, I use my, my favorite brand is MAC, brand ceramic rod. Uh, get them off of get them off of Amazon. They're great. They're two surfaces to them, so you get two different grits to, to them. And then yeah, just you know every professional uh, kitchen I ever go to they've got stones. They got Japanese water stones and they have one water stone, it's a combo stone, a thousand three three, grit stone. Easiest thing to keeping up a nice razor sharp. And then guess what? This is Texas. You go get yourself a pair of your cowboy boots. With the leather soles on them and you strap it on the bottom of your cowboy boot. But if you don't want to do that, strop it on a piece of leather or leather belt or whatever, it gives you a great edge. And uh, you know, if someone, you know, people who
2: are kind of building up to, to buy knives from you or someone else, are you seeing a lot of these custom sharpeners, a lot of these guys coming out of the woodwork, kind of making knives?
10: Uh, actually not. These are the sharpener guys. They, they, they generate, they, they kind of promote themselves for the business of like going around to the, uh, to the restaurants. So they'll have their sharpening set up kind of in a portable thing. Yeah, I've seen those vans and before. Those vans, or some guys you know, put them on uh, uh, rolling carts and load them out of their van. They'll come into the restaurant and they're sharpened cause they get, because you know, a lot of chefs don't want to spend you know, two hours sharpening all their knives. If they can get someone else to do it while they're prepping, they'll spend you know, 30, 40 bucks. So that's how they really do their uh, do their business model. And yeah. so,
2: you know, for those for those people, those of us who are, are trying to get better at sharpening, uh, do you have a you have a, you have any tips? You just kind of have to. Each knife has its own angle, and you just kind of have to practice until you get that. I know it's like a burr, right? You're trying to get like that little edge, and then bend it the other way.
10: Well, the, well, I have people when they want to cut the knife, they tell me what angle that they want to sharpen. I tell them don't worry about that, because my height is different than your height. My arm length is different than your arm length. My elbow, wrist, and forearm are different than yours, okay? So the first time you sharpen the knife, it'll be to your body habitus. Doesn't matter what I put it at, you're going to change it. So the whole whole point is technique, okay? And yes, you want to try and raise a nice burr on it at a lower grit. And then here's a trick. Get a piece of wood. You find the edge, the, the, the end grain of the wood. Anything, pine, walnut, any just scrap wood or whatever, and you just rip the, the blade, the edge, right through the wood, through the end grain, and it takes the burr off. And then you go up to the next grit, and it gives you a razor sharp edge. But you just have to practice. You just and and you'll see. You know, you, if you start off with your edge like this to the stone. Oh that feels way. Well, let, let me angle it up a little bit. Let's see what that feels like. Go down a little bit. It's just it's just practice. You're just trying to feel that edge kind of catch a little bit? You'll you'll you feel you don't want it, you want it you don't want it digging into the stone. You don't want it. You don't want it riding up on the side of the blade. You want to feel, it, and you'll feel it when it's got the edge perfect. And you're just going back and forth. And then you get muscle memory. You get your wrist and your elbow, and you feel that memory. And you're doing it that way. And then you know the next knife you sharpen, that's how you build muscle memory. Yeah. That's all it is. It might take you
2: 20 minutes the first time, maybe 10 the next time, and, and you figure yeah, it out. The
10: time after that, I'll take you two minutes. <laughs> yeah. What's happening now with knives is like you know, there's a because of the because of the food uh, the, the foodie culture now. Everything is now um, uh, 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 boutique stuff, you know, handmade, whatever. And now people want good cutlery, and they they don't they don't want their grandfather's Chicago cutlery anymore. They want good, high quality, uh, great angles, thin, high performance blades made out of exotic steels. If they if they can find people that make them, that's what I use. they're really exotic steels.
2: And do you source those in Houston. You got to get them. Shipped here or what?
10: The exotic steels I get from as far away. I get a lot of them. I get here from the United States, from uh, Niagara, uh, uh, New York, and Pennsylvania, the old uh, crucible and uh, carpenter uh, uh, mills, as well as Sweden. And I get have uh, have uh, steels as far away as Russia, because I know some Russian folks that ship me this stuff. The, the the Russians, you know, they were. They were making some serious steels for their military industrial complex. And guess what? Some of them are really good for knives.
2: Really? Yeah. And so are they, like, mining the raw materials in those countries? Absolutely. Or?
10: They come. Everything is 100% made in Russia and, they, and they, they roll it out to sort of knife blade thickness. And I, and I you have to have somebody there that's willing to ship it to you. But their steels are incredible. Again, like I say, it's the old Soviet military industrial complex. That came up with these incredible skills, and you know what are they doing now? They're you know they're and now it's good for making coloring.
2: I mean that's a that's an amazing story. It's really interesting to you know we 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 worry so much about the source of meat now and the source of vegetables. You know now we know the source of some of the knives too. Yeah. Where the actual metal's coming from? Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. P. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to see you, Yoni. Yeah.
0: Here they come, in and meet man. You all to see me eat now. Hit on the meat man. You all to see me eat now. I got jaws like a bat, trap a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taste. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener showing a the hell like a meat of the meat man. You all to see me eat now. Woo! I-